You guys remember when Mitt Romney said NASCAR combines a couple of things he likes best, cars and sport? We all dunked on him at the time, both for his patrician insistence on using the singular sport to connote the concept of sports, no matter how awkward the result, and because the statement seemed to confirm the prevailing theory that Romney had been developed in a lab for the sole purpose of providing the least offensive answer to any possible question. But looking back, I think we may have been too hard on the dude. He risked his political capital and public platform to take a bold stance and declare to the nation and the world, NASCAR is a sport. But then there are sports and there are sports. In 2020, when the Summer Olympics come to Tokyo, we'll see a number of medaled events that have never been featured before, including skateboarding, surfing, climbing, BMX freestyle, and karate. But we will not see fast cars lapping each other. In 2002, when Romney was in charge of hosting the Winter Olympics in Salt Lake City, he advocated for the inclusion of several new events like Skeleton, which is basically extreme cafeteria tray sledding, and Women's Bobsled, but he didn't make a peep on behalf of Formula One. And this year, a number of sports were granted observer status, which is the first step along the tortuous path to eventual consideration for possible inclusion in the Olympic Games. Among them were foosball, poker, arm wrestling, dodgeball, and pole dancing. But no love for motor racing. Frankly speaking, the International Olympic Committee's then-president Jacques Rogue explained in 2012, The concept we are having is the games are about the competition for the athletes, not for equipment. Therefore, while having a lot of respect, can you hear the respect? They will not be included into the Olympic program. If you've ever been on the internet, you can imagine how the NASCAR dad community responded to that little ditty. I mean, the hypocrisy of calling Formula One a competition between equipment. Isn't everybody trying to make the best golf clubs and tennis rackets? Is cycling a competition between bikes? Isn't sailing a battle of the boats? Isn't a bobsled basically a boxcar on ice? I mean, what the hell, Mitt? And then, this August, came the final indignity. Tony Estanguet, maybe? co-president of the 2024 Paris Olympic Bid Committee, announced his desire to include esports in the Summer Games. Esports, for those of you who aren't just irredeemable dorks, are what we colloquially call video games, played competitively before an audience to whom advertisements can be marketed. That's right, Grandpa, video games at the Olympics. And while there's been a lot of mixed messaging from the IOC about whether and when such a thing might happen, this conversation does not seem to be going away. In fact, the 2016 Olympics in Rio featured unmedaled exhibition matches of Smite and Super Smash Brothers. Video games and the Olympics, despite their obvious differences, are trying to find their way to one another. Which leaves proponents of basically every other unincluded sport asking, why esports? Chess, for example, has been trying to get into the Olympics for decades to no avail. Aren't esports also sedentary games of strategy and simulated warfare? And if the engine powering your race car is doing too much of the work for Olympic standards, surely the same is true of the processor propelling your Mario Kart. Well, the IOC has actually been pretty open and honest about why. Their audience is getting old. The Olympics are losing the kids and trying to find them where they are. Hence, the inclusion of skateboarding and BMX biking, which is definitely where the kids are. In 1992. But today, the kids are at their keyboards or their consoles or staring intently at their phones, and the Olympics need to adapt if they want to remain relevant. However, their prestige also depends on their strict standards and exclusivity. Does it make sense to erode those standards if doing so brings in new viewers? Should gamers go to the Olympics? 
I don't know guys, it's a question as difficult as it is dumb and I don't think the world has an answer. Fortunately for the world, this is No You're Wrong where pointless disputes are fiercely debated. Today, we ride our polygonal steeds into glorious battle to determine whether esports belong at the Olympics. You know your returning champions, player one, devout gamer, true believer, and gaming evangelist, Isaac? Hey. And player two, person who plays Candy Crush when her family is being boring, Kate. Hi. And I'm gonna be honest with you guys, I don't think we have much of a matchup here. I mean, Isaac, you're a devoted gamer who spends hours each day refining your skills, honing your digital dexterity, and trying to spread the joy of gaming to everyone who might be missing out. And I assume that you think it's time for esports to take their place of honor at the Olympic Games, is that right? I would agree so, yes. And Kate, uh, you may be a lawyer and a nominal adult and a moral and rhetorical force of nature, but you're not much of a gamer. And do I understand correctly that you could not care less about this particular issue? I, I don't feel very strongly about it. Yeah, so <laughs> I think Isaac's going to pretty much mop the floor with you, and then we can wrap this baby up pretty quickly and go eat dinner. Wait, do you guys hear that? That, that metallic clang like quarters dropping into a cabinet? That 8-bit trumpet sound, which can only mean one thing. A new challenger approaches. Player 3, <laughs> Jason Nixon of the Wake Up Sheep People podcast. What the Zork is up, man? Hey, what's <laughs> How's up? How's it going? Uh, uh, all right, all right. Jay, you you and I have been friends since, since roughly the dawn of time. And I will say that you have always been an exuberant player of games and proponent of the games that you love. The kind of guy who is currently wearing Mega Man headphones. The kind <laughs> of guy who stays up all night to beat the game the day you get it and then goes into school or work the next day bleary-eyed and delirious. Is that fair? Absolutely true. You are also not a snob. You enjoy PC games, console games, portable games, mobile games. You play MMOs like Overwatch, but you and I also shared a love of this year's indie sensation, Night in the Woods, yeah? Oh, yes, absolutely. Love that game. And I would even go so far as to say that you are a scholar of video game history. Tell our listener how you prepared for the newest Zelda release, Breath of the Wild. I played through every Zelda from uh, the very first one all the way through Skyward Sword. Uh, it took so me about cool. took me about nine months, Whoa. and uh, I mean, like, because I was playing other stuff at the time. Like, it was like my off, my off, my off peak gaming hours were spent on trying Vacation to re- games. We're trying to, and 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 it, it really it really helps to have like a, a a lot of the old games on like 3ds and stuff, so that I can kind of play them in bed while we're watching TV too. Oh, cool. So you didn't play them all on a simulator or whatever. You actually played them a lot of them on the intended devices. Oh yeah, I played every one off cartridge. Oh, are, are you serious? You have all of those consoles? Cool. Well, right. I have a Retron Five. I have a Retron Five which plays NES, Super NES, uh, Ga- uh, Game Boy, and Game Boy Advance games, and then um, okay. and then a lot of the other ones are, are available. Uh, well, I did get some like off of a virtual arcade on the 3DS, but like every no no emulators involved whatsoever. That's really cool. And anyone who doesn't believe this can check out Jason's Instagram where it was all meticulously documented. So in in the 30 something years that you've been playing video games, they have gone from a malign childish waste of time at best and a satanic pursuit at worst to Olympic buzz. This must be really exciting for you. Are you ready for Olympic esports? Uh, I don't think so. Twist. All right, why not? Well, first of all, my my gut instinct on it before I start to even get 
to, to apply logic to the situation is that Olympics are old guard. Uh, like kill your idols, tear it down. You know, like I don't think that esports needs the Olympics for validation. So um, for the 14 year olds in the audience, could you, the first part of that sentence, could you say what that means in English, please? Old guard? Yeah. Oh, it just means like, it's last generation's thing, you know? I see. Okay. It's it it doesn't need to So you're um, saying, Jay, that, that it needs the, to be forgotten. <laughs> Jay, you're saying that the Olympics needs video games more than video games need the Olympics. Um, I would say that they probably are desperate to get them, hmm. but I don't think besides the myriad logistical problems with putting esports into the Olympics, like I just I, I, I think it would honestly be a drag. Yeah, well, and I, I don't know much about the Olympics, but I think it's like a bunch of French guys, right? <laughs> and I, I feel pretty confident that they're probably not desperate. They're probably like, oh, you, you silly little games. <laughs> yeah, fair, I mean, fair enough. I'm, I'm sure the Olympics, uh, I'm, I'm sure a lot of the younger people on the Olympics board are, uh, who are concerned with the relevance maybe you want them in yeah. and, and i'm sure that like they're not going they're not even even though that there are people petitioning for it they're probably not going to get in because of said french guys yeah exactly, exactly. so so the people who were petitioning for this you think want uh that kind of recognition and and they should they should not care about it like they should not care about the legitimacy for their pastime that comes with being included in the olympic games no i mean they should build their own legitimacy video games have always had to do that in the first place and mm -hmm. now and the, like a, a parallel argument to the video games having to join into the olympics is video games being considered art like uh, like a, a lot of the authorities famously uh roger ebert like poo-pooed video games as art for years uh, and i love roger ebert but like i think that he was being old-fashioned in this respect yeah, and absolutely. and video game designers don't care they're like this is art this is our art like i don't you know we don't need validation from the art world to say that video games are art and i think it's the, the same with with sports and the olympics yeah i mean that's a that's a persuasive argument to me i i think um there's a really similar thing in comics right comics have been really uh campaigning to be taken seriously as an art form lately and it's sort of makes sense because the kind of comics that are campaigning for that uh like indie and literary comics whatever that means like can't really make any money if they're not taken seriously but that's certainly not true of video games right it's like a bazillion dollar industry yeah it's it's a uh, i think two years ago was the first time that it uh video games as a whole uh reported higher profits than the movie industry wow all right, so Isaac, what do you say to this? Like, what do you think that video games does deserve that kind of recognition? Uh, yeah, I think that I think that sports are in general are limited to the people who can compete in them. Because in the Olympics, right, you have to be super fit to do like all of these crazy ass tricks that people are doing, mm -hmm. and I think that like there's a limitation to who can be in the Olympics, right? And right. I think in terms of sitting in your chair and moving your hands and you're moving your hands and thinking, like, everybody could be a part of it. So, so this diversifies the types of skills that we as a culture appreciate by saying, like, hey, the, the like, 
being sharp enough and fast enough to to play video games really well should also be considered Olympic. Yeah. Um, also, yeah. I think that I do think that the Olympics are kind of dying right now. Like they got they got a really for the Olympics small amount of viewership for the Summer Olympics in 2016, mm-hmm. and like they need something to gentrify it. And like personally, I watched this Summer Olympics in like 2012. Yeah. I like could not care to watch it in 2016. Like, look, I know the U.S. is gonna win the basketball tournament. Like, <laughs> I know how stuff is gonna go down. Yeah, but like you know, you know that Golden State's gonna win, but you still want to watch them. I mean, I don't know that Golden State's gonna win. They <laughs> lost two years ago. <laughs> Boom. Also, I think that I think that video games are really blowing up right now. Honestly, I'm gonna say like a year, a year or two ago, if you went up to someone and was like, yeah, I play video games all the time or like video games is like how I make money. They would most likely laugh at you. And like now, and, and video games were just really not serious to anyone who didn't play them at all. And I think now they are gaining a lot of, um, I'm just gonna say like a lot more respect than they did before mm-hmm. and more legitimacy. And people are like now starting to understand like, wow, this is like an actual thing that's happening. But they're getting that without the Olympics. In they despite. are getting that without the Olympics. I yeah, and I'm not saying 100% that video games needs the Olympics. In fact, I don't. But it could not hurt. As in, it could okay, bring so Jay, video games to like a more international level, which they kind of already are, but a bigger one. Oh yeah, they are. I mean, there's big international competitive gaming yeah. associations. Are are they divided by country? Like, can you get that kind of like patriotic spirit riled up for like people being excited that their own country's player is going to win? I mean, sometimes I, I remember the Pokemon World Championship this year. Somebody from oh god, a European country, I think. Uh, I think a Scandinavian country specifically won, and it totally shook everything up because really? somebody from an Asian country always wins. Like, has huh. won for many many years, huh. and like, and it's it was a big surprise for someone from the West to win the Pokemon championship and using like, Oh, I forget who, but it was like a team of Pokemon that were laughable, like almost laughable. Like, Oh, why would you use those in competitive play? You know, like, really? it, and they, yeah. and they still won. I watch every year. <laughs> yeah, and um, Overwatch has a uh, season once or twice a year. And the two best teams most likely right now are USA and Korea. And they have like huge tournaments where they get tons of viewership and like country and countries from all around are like playing as Overwatch teams in these tournament in these tournaments. I think the thing that's interesting about this is that like maybe like, you know, Jay, you were saying earlier, like uh, logistically, I think it would it would be really difficult to sort of tie gaming into the Olympics and the audience for the Olympics is certainly dwindling and maybe like the Olympics are just going to have to die. <laughs> and Like, and I'm sure a lot of people are going to be upset about that, but I just don't think like, I think a lot of sports want to like get themselves into the Olympics because it like increases their notoriety. Like I think that happened with like rhythmic gymnastics, for example, um certainly that's got to be what pole dancing is going for (laughs) um but like i i don't see that i i don't see that e-gaming needs that because it already has like a huge built-in audience all right but 
but yeah, so so Jay and Kate, I mean, Isaac raises what to me is a really interesting point. Kids like all of you are athletic. I was not athletic. Like kids like me could be sitting on the couch with their parents and like watching the Olympics. Don't bring back that John Hodgman thing where he called me a jock nerd, please. Oh, I, I, would, I, would, I would never do that. I'm sorry. It uh, seemed like that's where you were going. No, 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 that wasn't. I'm sorry. Um, no, but you were cool. I mean, like you weren't like a kid who played video games because no place else I did, accepted I did him. play football. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I think that like, and, and Isaac is, is very good at basketball and Kate is very good at soccer, but we're all shoving me in a locker. But like Isaac really likes to, you really like to spend a lot of your time playing games, right? And our dad is like, does not understand that that is in any way a productive use of your time. But that might be different if we put the Olympics on and there was a kid who's good at the same thing that you're good at, like being celebrated as a national hero, right? And, and so like, so what Isaac's saying about opening up the Olympics to different kinds of people who can compete in it now, like, don't you think that that would be good for different kinds of kids who, like, to be celebrated and see people who have the kind of skills they have be celebrated? Well, here's a part of why I feel like I, I know you're saying that, oh, like it'll be egalitarian and like all of these people that couldn't get in for maybe athletic reasons would be able to get in. But also poor people would not be able to get in yeah. because like to really train up and like be, become really good at like twitch shooters like you need a rig that is not gonna lag that like you need like an alienware rig like that's thousands of dollars like i don't have an alienware rig yeah exactly but well you need an alienware rig to like even start to think about <laughs> like pr yeah. competing professionally and like true. and like well it, it's it's i feel like it's easier to put in place like scholarship programs for something like gymnastics because a pommel horse like yeah, <laughs> is available well, at like gyms that's, that's rather than like try to keep up with the equipment which is another like to be analogous with the formula one stuff like only rich people would be able to compete for formula one racing in you know well i guess not like only rich people but like it's definitely raises a bar of entry for especially like or you world, get sponsorship especially, like, especially globally yeah but how do you well, even start yeah, to know think, if you're good think, at it i think you're raising a really good point that like you know I, I mean it is like for most sports there is like a barrier to entry for most people like gymnastics is very expensive ice skating is very expensive um i mean even like you know getting on like a travel sports team is like involves like some you know financial outlay for your family usually but the way that like poorer kids end up getting involved is that there are scholarship programs with schools or like universities but that doesn't exist yet for gaming. And I don't think people would be willing to put it into place either. Right. Well, yeah. And Kate, you know more about this than I but this is also really central to the Tanya Harding story, right? Oh, yeah. No, it was like... I'm so excited like about really... that movie, by the way. Yeah, me too. <laughs> um, she was like a really fascinating figure because she yeah. she was like a poor kid from the sticks. And Nancy Kerrigan was like this patrician, like, you know, girl who like grew up riding horses and tanya was like you know the kid that like you probably knew in your high school who's like from the wrong side of the tracks and like to party and she was judged for the like wasn't she judged for the the like oh yeah like her mom made her outfits which like sometimes you know didn't look as nice because they, they weren't didn't cost like ten thousand dollars and they um, get judged on presentation which is yeah, like how much yeah, you spent exactly on your well outfit. and which is you know like that those kinds of terms like presentation or comportment are often like also like sort of racially charged or like mm -hmm. you know it's i mean it's certainly a class thing so i guess that is a thing that exists with other olympic sports already but which i feel like this good 
no it doesn't make it good and i think but, this but would it, aggravate that worse yeah well and i think you're right that, that it would be harder to sort of tie in a kind of endorsement or like scholarship way for poorer kids to get into gaming yeah totally but n not to even mention the fact like if we're gonna like to to harp on another point of the tech aspect is tech is constantly advancing like a pommel horse if i may use that again has been the same for hundreds of if not thousands of years <laughs> yeah that's true like like uh, well, uh, uh, gaming tech like you you can't like you can't spend six months without having to upgrade something if you want to stay. Yeah, my graphics card is like a year and a half old and I already need a new one. Yeah. And yeah. everyone needs their own, right? Like you can't have like a gym for the community Yeah, like, like you would for gymnastics. Right, which I, I think is another problem with like the Olympics are like a really conservative model. And like I, I just don't – I mean first of all, like I just don't see a bunch of like French dudes that like ever – agreeing to like put something like e-gaming it like they would be like oh these overgone children with the uh, <laughs> video games what a waste of time <laughs> actually kenan I, I i might refute your point about there not being something like gyms there are definitely like internet cafes that generally have very that that are, are geared towards gaming that have very high-end machinery that you could go in and like rent time at and maybe some of those places would be willing to give to people scholarships that were really really right, good like but sponsor a really good game i think also though like i understand how intensely gymnasts train but like you're a kid like getting into gymnastics maybe you do it for like a couple hours after school like a couple days a week or whatever but like if you're getting into gaming like isaac you game for like six hours a day yeah so here's the thing is i game uh like from one to six hours a day uh, if it's like a weekday right and yeah. that's not enough for me to be like a pro gamer. So that makes it hard to share community equipment is what I'm saying. I like to think uh, I'm really good at some games, but not at a pro level, not even close. Yeah. To be, I mean, you really have to have it be your job. I mean, there are a lot of uh, professional like Twitch streamers mm -hmm. and they just stream playing video games almost like 13 hours a day. Yeah, and they make tons of money. I I actually one of the politics uh, podcasts I listen to is um three uh, army veterans and and they will do like bonus episodes where they Twitch stream themselves playing video games and answering the viewers' politics questions like while they play. <laughs> what? That's pretty Wait, funny. Can I act like a dumb? What is Twitch? Twitch? Oh yeah, let's definitely explain that because I only okay. So on oh, people upload videos and then they get views and you can subscribe to the viewer twitch is a live streaming service where you can also subscribe to like your favorite person so kenan could go on twitch set up an account start streaming okay. so it's volunteering to be constantly surveilled by everyone <laughs> yeah. i have to i have to uh Unless say that good. that earlier to to avoid any confusion earlier i referred to Twitch shooters, which is a different type of Twitch. Like Twitch shooters. Okay, so no, I wouldn't have understood that. Twitch shooters are like anything that require like extreme like hand-eye coordination type shooters. Like like stuff that's like not as mm -hmm. maybe strategic as something like Overwatch or maybe more of a like a Counter-Strike point of yeah, view. Yeah, exactly. So and like whoever presses the button the fastest. Uh whoever has the best reflexes, except except 
it's even flex. those games do have skill in them oh absolutely but what the thing that i absolutely love about overwatch is that if it's a 6v6 right and in most uh, versions of how you play it and if it's a 5v6 it is the closest thing to impossible to win so just just for for people who aren't aren't dorks um you're talking about how many players are on each team right yes and sorry. if you only have five players on your team it's basically impossible to beat a team with six players no matter how good you are yes even if you're amazing because every the great thing about overwatch is every character you can choose is different and every character and they all have matters. a purpose yeah, and they offer a lot of strategy and, and like people exactly. working together with their different yeah. Skills. Like I tend to play Reinhardt or, or Mercy, who are like the mm -hmm. shielding or healing characters, because I'm not a particularly good Twitch shooter gamer. Like so, right. I'm like I'll protect you while you like shoot these dudes from a mile away. So <laughs> you know, I like personally, yeah. I like to play the uh, more. I like to I play more of the. I mean, they're called DPS. They're just the like people yeah. who, who do the most damage. But I'm not one of those annoying people who only plays those characters. Like I right. will play whoever if like that's. But it's all about like what the team needs, right? Yeah. In a game like Counter Strike or Call of Duty, it is it is ninety percent who has the best aim, who can flick to the other person's head fast enough. Who knows where stuff is going to spawn? Like, exactly. Yeah. Like it's a lot of those games are memorization. Like the the real pros at that stuff. Like, memorize the maps and then memorize the maps. To, yeah. Memorize where people are going to respawn after they die, and will sometimes just headshot you when you spawn back in. Like okay, it's crazy. So, so you and you guys are describing to us the like the complexity and and really like intricacy and beauty of this game that Kate and I know nothing about and like honestly I would never have thought to be interested in it like do you not think that there would be a lot of me and Kate's out there who would learn to appreciate this game because it was on the Olympics because it was like brought out of like gamers only dominion 100% yeah that that is a good point yeah i think that i think that the most effectiveness that bringing over uh, bringing games to the olympics is is not bringing like tons of more viewers but it's getting people to be like oh like i'm kind of interested in this now and i don't think it's super dorky and i don't think it's stupid like right. it's in the olympics it must be for real but you're also just trying to impress old people <laughs> like, I mean, wrong with that. like i don't know if you want to bother you know Mm -hmm. yeah. like like a properly well, constructed constructed and marketed uh uh uh, International Gaming Association could have the same effect. Like if if somebody would take a chance on televising it or something, you know, like um, game that I also play called Rocket League Car Soccer. Mm, um, yeah, it is televised actually very often, and yeah. it actually gets a decent amount of views. And I play a decent amount of games that actually are televised. Um, I know I've seen some televised matches of Counter Strike. Rocket League is televised decently often. And I'm not mm. aware of any of the statistics, but like it's there, you know, like yeah. TV companies I, I, are putting it on their channels. I don't know. The the audience for the Olympics is like old people. And I think it's really like you're describing like like kind of a saying this like really intricate and sort of diverse world of like so many different types of games. Like I don't see how you get people who ha do not already have some kind of familiarity with gaming to sit down and watch it. I, well, I, I, think wanna... you, I think you get their kids to make their parents do that. Right, yeah. I yeah. want to push back against 
against this, against the idea, A, that all you're get going for is old people and that gaming doesn't need an audience bigger than it has because it has the future. If you if you talk about gaming, including mobile games, um, then you're talking about a very diverse group of people. But actually, the kind of gaming that you guys are talking about has problems with being like overwhelmingly male and overwhelmingly white. And, um, and I actually think that a way to address that would be to... Uh, well, that inclusion in the Olympics would be a way to start addressing that. It would be a way to uh, express an interest in reaching a, a broader, more diverse audience. Um, I I wasn't, I'm not super aware of the whole demographics on on race and color for, uh, and, and gender for um, gaming. I am aware that like uh, Counter-Strike has a women's league uh, for their for that game, and I like. Wait, and why? Why do they need a women's league? I, okay, I'm not. <laughs> I promise, I'm not taking shots here. But in general, it seems to be that the men's league has a little bit of a higher skill level. <laughs> I'm not trying to say anything here, but that's okay. that's just what it seems like to, to be. But, but also, but let's let's talk about why that might be. Like you, you have talked to me about how whenever um people hear that like a, a woman is talking they're like oh my god girl right yeah <laughs> and and so there are like lots of reasons that games like that are maybe not that pleasant for women to play because there aren't a lot of them there and that is like a, a self-fulfilling problem and then of course if you're drawing from a smaller pool of people the yeah. like the best players aren't going to be as good yeah so I, so i think that this is like a way to address that is is a way to like combat the insularity of hardcore gaming or whatever you want to call its audience. Correct. Yeah. Um, one game that is actually has really good uh female uh, presence is Overwatch, because yeah. I, whenever I get into a game of Overwatch, there's a decent chance that half my team may be women, and like it grabs a lot of female players. Um, and I think partly. Uh, one thing that Overwatch does well is it balances uh, the gender for its characters. Right. And they're yes. like, you know, like there is uh, there's uh, women and male characters like they do the same things and none of them are more powerful than the other. And they're not overly sexualized like in a lot of games. And no, honestly, like I, I've pl I play multiple uh, MM, like multiplayer games, uh, right. competitive, competitive games and there is seems to be less male toxicity in Overwatch than in yeah. a lot of other games. You think that that is a function of the better sort of character design, or not better, but not, I'm not, I wouldn't say specifically character design, but I would say the appeal. Right, but I'm Jay, not necessarily yes. sure exactly what brings less male toxicity also, to yeah, it, too. except that it's maybe like more cartoonish than something like Call of Duty or you know battle. Or, it's less oh, explicitly shoot. like a male power fantasy about like war and and destruction. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, but so Jay, do you not think that that inclusion in the Olympics would be a way to start to combat that problem in in other games or in? Gaming I mean, in it could it could be. But that I don't know. Then I I think the the other thing is that Olympic sports are you know typically divided into like there's like like you know most sports are like there's like men's basketball and women's basketball. Like I I think that could get to a sort of weird place also like isaac was saying like there's like a a women's league for um some of these games where but that's like maybe a product of like a problem with the gender dynamics inside the game itself or whatever 
I would prefer that there was gender integration. Yeah. But I understand why a lot of women would not want to do it because it's like an uphill climb for them in that environment. Wait, wait, but that's but you're talking about sort of like the open sea of gaming, right? Like, but but under under the Olympics, where everyone's behavior is is like monitored pretty carefully, and you and you have to behave in a certain way. Like we like gaming, I imagine would absolutely be like omnigender events, right? Like you wouldn't have to have men's and women's Overwatch um, or men's and women's FIFA, right? Like any any of that stuff. Yeah, and and that is great to me. Like that to me is a, a would be a. A great development for the olympics yeah yeah um also i think that like i think in gaming specifically it's not about like whether you're a girl or do you it's just a better it's about like if you're good like gaming teams aren't i to my knowledge aren't gonna decline you to like be on their team or to not look at you at all because you're a girl i just think it's they just 100 percent look at skill that's all they care about right well and you can actually like be it you could be you could have like anonymous tryouts which would be cool right yeah um all right isaac yes after the uh the co-president of the french olympic bid parisian olympic bid this year said like yeah we're looking at esports we want to have them the uh the president of the ioc he had this to say uh thomas bach i believe is his name he said we want to promote non-discrimination, non-violence, and peace among people. This doesn't match with video games, which are about violence, explosions, and killing. And there we have to draw a clear line. Okay, so that is... How old is this guy? That's a very, like... I don't know anything about video games, but some guy told me that their kid blew someone's head in like, Call of Duty. Okay, but it is absolutely true of CSGO. No, I 100% agree that in terms of, like, let's say Call of Duty, it's shooting people in the head and blowing things up. But I think that there are a lot of games where it sure maybe I mean, maybe, look, maybe there is some, and there is some violence in Overwatch. It's if not, I'm- like, gory. There's no, like, blood. But it's not about the getting the headshot. It's about yeah. what you do strategically, right? But But this is my question. Also... If I may support Isaac here, something like Rocket League has no violence whatsoever. Yeah. It's an incredibly awesome competitive sport. So, yeah. I mean, if you wanted to find things that specifically had nothing to do with violence that were still highly competitive games, you absolutely could. If you wanted mm-hmm. to, like, have a moratorium on, on first-person shooters, you could. Logistically, like, there are, it, there are so many different types of games, and you need to have, like, individual games and team games and, like, shooter games and whatever. Like, I, it would be... I think it it would take like I th- initially at least if if esports were going to join the Olympics, there would have to be a project of like choosing maybe one or two games that were going to be part of it, and then it would take like years to integrate everything. Well, it took years um, to integrate all the sports and- that are in the Olympics now. Yeah, but the Olympics only happen every four years, and it's like every time a sport gets included, they it has to get approved by the IOC. So like what Jason was saying earlier about how like these games change so quickly that like, I don't even think you can try to integrate it without it just becoming arcane by the next Olympics. And also, is it a summer sport or a winter sport? <laughs> this is one of the, was going to be one of the uh, points that I had in my notes, yeah, hey. like for sure. Like uh, it, it's, by the time you get a game uh, go like all the way through like approval boards and mm-hmm. like, you know, the re- like, and then, then somebody has some veto stuff and then it gets revisited and then, 
four years have passed and nobody plays that game anymore. You know, and there are some there are some games that 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 stand the test of time and like get played like Team Fortress Two. I don't know. It's definitely been over a decade. It's dead by now, but yeah, Yeah, but like yeah, but but for it was a very long running competitive game. But even that's gone by now. But also, what counts as like the game? So I'm going to bring back Counter-Strike here. There are multiple versions of Counter-Strike. The most recent one, Global Offensive, came out around three years ago. But the pros playing Global Offensive right now were also playing Source, which was the other most recent. Right, but Isaac, you can't compare someone's stats in one of those games to someone's stats in a previous version of those games because they're totally different games. So when someone, like, lines up to do the, the, like, 100 meter dash or whatever right. they're not just competing against the uh, the people lined up next to them but against like everyone who's ever done that run at the olympics right and because you're just measuring seconds you know like... right and and that is part of what the olympics are it's this you know like they haven't really been going on since roman since greek times but like that's the idea behind them is that they're this kind of timeless competition and we can sort of watch human advancement happen through them. And and there's no way really, unless like everyone is still playing pole position like 40 years from now, there's no way to really like compare one Olympics athletes to the, ath- the e-sport athletes to the e-sport athletes from four years previous, right? I mean, I still play pole position sometimes. But... <laughs> But you're not an Olympic e-athlete. Yeah, yeah, it's true. It's true. You wouldn't, if you were, you wouldn't have time to go back and replay all the Zelda games, man. You'd be like rocket leaguing up a storm. Exactly. There is something that I learned about very recently uh, called uh, an event called the Asian Games. This is what it's called. Yes. Uh, apparently, they're the like second most uh, largest multi-sport event in the world. Uh, and they are adding four esport games into their uh, thing. You know, what uh, they are, are Dota Two. This is actually kind of funny because it's, it's one of them. Starcraft. I, okay, it's Dota Two, Starcraft Two, and yes. Hearthstone. Which oh. two out of the three are all Blizzard games? Yeah, I love Hearthstone. Uh, Hearthstone. Yeah, I also play Hearthstone. Hearthstone and Starcraft yeah. Two are both Blizzard. Uh, Dota Two is, is the one you're telling me that's Magic the Gathering esque. Basically, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then there's an it undecided basically... fourth one. Oh. Um, another cool. another Blizzard so, game. <laughs> one, one would assume so, except here's the thing. None of those are first-person shooters or shooters. Yeah. Yeah, and those are coming to the 2022 Asian games, apparently. Um, so you're saying that the the you wouldn't – the restriction on shooters and games of violence wouldn't deter you? Me? No. I think that games, just having games at all in the Olympics would be great. Um, it's really I interesting, think... right? Because all team sports are war games, and it's, it seems, the question seems to be, like, how abstracted they have to be. Right. Before... And also, like, how violent, violent do they have to be? I but, know, there, right? but, like, plenty of people have gotten injured from the Olympics. I mean, like, uh, all George, who is on the Oklahoma City Thunder in the NBA, like, totally broke uh, like one of his leg bones and like train getting ready for the olympics right but is that part of the appeal of of physical athletics that like people are putting their bodies on the line and is the fact that like the athletes in this case are like sitting in a room pressing buttons like does that take away some of that 
um, excitement, do you think? I mean, I guess you could say excitement, sure. Look, you guys love playing games. Do you like watching them? Yeah. Do I like watching? I love watching video games. Yeah. Really? Personally, it, it, I think... It, it depends I, on which, but yeah. Yeah. I personally, like, I always feel, uh, let's just say enlightened, I guess, after watching uh, a pro, like... Like you have better techniques, you know how to play better. Because yeah. it's not no, it's not it's not like I'm automatically better from watching it. That's not how it works. But like uh I have like it when I was a more way more serious CSGO player, I learned like tons of uh, little tricks from watching pro games. And like I it's really good for me to watch somebody who is on a totally different plane of scale than I am to see what yeah. do they do. One of the things that I love about watching the World Cup, which Kate introduced me to, so like watching the Women's World Cup is great because our team is really good and it's just like a delight yeah. to watch them play. Watching the Men's World Cup is great because it is really the only time when I feel comfortable like uh, uh, totally uncomplicatedly rooting for the USA to to, to beat everybody else <laughs> and it's because we suck and it's like and so it's the only time when you can like root as an american when you could root for your country and be the underdog like wouldn't that be fun about video games at the olympics that like you were said earlier that like pretty much asian nations always win yeah. and like you could really root for the usa team there and and not feel like you were just rooting for like the team with the most resources to to like win at the game of capitalism basically yeah it's one of the only times i get real jingoistic is during the olympics <laughs> in the world cup like yeah <laughs> in fact like there's like a na joke that like people from north america are bad at video games they're not bad <laughs> but like the pro the pro level pro. is totally different right and so and we love like we love Star Wars because we love to think of ourselves as the resistance, even though we're the Empire, right? Or the Rebellion, even though we're the Empire. Like, and you actually get to be that. Like, you get to be a scrappy underdog when you're rooting for the Men's World Cup team, and you would get to be that if the if video games were played at the Olympics. Yeah. I mean, that that is a, a positive aspect of it, but I don't think that that wouldn't exist from, like, a proper international association, like, standardized association of esports that Which like is a really for the for video games to be included in the olympics yeah. anyway they have to do that first oh okay because the, the ioc has to negotiate with some see but once that them. hard work is done like that's why i don't feel like they need the olympics like once they have all of that hard work done of like standardizing international competition right right then why bother with the olympics yeah. like or so, or here's something i was actually thinking about <laughs> uh like an almost compromise situation where we have an olympics every year okay so you have summer olympics you have extreme sports olympics like stuff like almost like export like the x games and then a winter a winter olympics and then an e olympics like uh, because there's so many different games and genres and like yeah. you can even throw in stuff like speed runs like of old games like you know, like you can have first person shooters, speed runs, uh, uh, like virtual sports, like virtual sports by which I mean like FIFA yeah. and stuff. Um, but like, so you're uh, saying like even even like, even, like puzzle stuff. And explore the diversity of video games if, um, if video games just had their own Olympics, basically. Yeah. Like even if it was sanctioned by the IOC, but it just happened on an off year. Okay. You know? So Summer Olympics, Winter Olympics, X Games, E Games is your idea. 
kind of, yeah. Does that include preclude maybe the the most popular games also being included in the regular Olympics? I think it's something you could explore after it was established okay. for a little for a little bit. Isaac, what do you think about that? I think that only the like competitive games would ever really want or be in the Olympics, right? Or in a Olympics type event. So it's not like you're gonna see Arc Survival Evolved be in the Olympics. Like wh- who which T Rex fight will win, right? I think I would watch that one. Yeah, sure, but it's not gonna happen. <laughs> All right. I think that there are so many video games. But I think there's a lot smaller of a list of like competitive video games to the point where it like it's not as ridiculous as it may sound. I I just feel like like Jay, you you said that like the video games don't need um, the Olympics. They don't need old people like they don't need the people who aren't already interested because their their base is so big. And I but then I just like heard both of you like explain at length the intimate the the intricate details of like all of these different games to me and kate and i feel like you do want everyone you're trying to convince us you like undermine your own argument by being like wait let me tell you how cool overwatch is um okay so i think there is a there's one tournament called dream hack and that tournament has the most popular um competitive multiplayer games at it uh rocket league counter-strike uh dota 2 hearthstone and look it gets good viewership but it only gets viewership from video games right i think that video games video game viewership is very good because there are a lot of people that play or enjoy or watch video games but you could expand the audience by by yes but i really do think that the audience right now is is absolutely held to like just the people who play them and watch them yeah i think that the olympics or you know it's maybe a new olympic like event on the third year would be great because then it would expand it to the people who don't like own a pc (laughs) you know like i don't nobody Nobody really at my at, in my grade, except for like a few people, not even watches like pro video gaming because I'm like the only one that like plays it twenty four seven. And you think they <laughs> you think they would like you think that they're a gettable audience, or do you think they just wouldn't be interested if you played the Olympics? So they'd turn it off, or do you That's think what I mean, would be interested I, if they saw it? I I think it depends on video game. I think for a game like Rocket League, I have plenty of like you know older people have seen me play Rocket League and be like, huh, that looks pretty cool. Like, it looks dumb, but it looks pretty cool. Right? Anybody can enjoy it's, Rocket League. Yeah, because it's <laughs> You're like... You're just pushing it's, a it's giant ball around in the car. Doc- yeah, yeah the, the, the cost of entry is pretty low. It rules. Right. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and, sh- like, the pushing it around with a car would be the, like, person... Would be the, would be the idea for the person who doesn't really know anything about it. But if okay. you're somebody who is, like, super serious about Rocket League, you would be, like hurt by someone saying all you're doing is is pushing a ball around with a car. Yeah. Okay. But it is the get. Um, it's the get, get, that the get is that it's I mean the original name for Rocket League was Super Battle Car Super Rocket Rocket Fuel Battle Car Simulator or something like that. Like it wasn't Rocket League. It was like yeah. Super Mega Car Fight. I mean that honestly is sort of a more attractive name to me, but okay. <laughs> I feel like Putting the infrastructure in place in the Olympics to include esports 
is not worth the hassle. Okay. Um, and you would be better building an infrastructure from the ground up. Don't you think that like video games are doing that right now and still they're only getting video game viewers? Yeah, but I also don't think that putting it in the Olympics is going to get anybody that's not already a viewer yeah. of esports. Yeah, exactly. Like they're gonna they're gonna change the channel to like when the Olympics play, like usually there's like tons of events going on simultaneously and people right. will just switch yeah, it to another like, event or I'm switch it off swimming and i'm gonna watch yeah like, you know i don't know man i think there are isaacs out there who are gonna be like hey hey mom hey dad look at this and that maybe the parents will like actually take it seriously because it's it has the imprimatur of the olympics also this oh, is a little bit word imprimatur so you want like a redemption arc <laughs> <laughs> also this is a little bit different but there are uh, plenty of kids at in my grade that like whose parents don't let them play much video games because, like, oh, stupid video games, they hurt your eyes. And, you know... Oh, our parents still say that? Yeah, they are. (laughs) And and look, maybe maybe the parents don't get into video games by watching the Olympics, but they are like, hmm, maybe my kid isn't just totally wasting his time after all. Yeah. All right, well, you've both made really strong cases, but I do have one more question for Jason, uh, which is if, despite your passionate protest, this happens and esports come to the Olympics, in which esport will you compete? Uh, I'm not incredibly good at anything. Um, like, What's your best? That's The best that I've ever been was in Unreal Tournament, but like nobody plays Unreal Tournament anymore. And this is part of the problem that I'm talking about. Well, then it'll be easier for you to win. I guess I guess if they I guess if they include like Destiny that would be my current best and then if not Overwatch even though I'm not very good at it would <laughs> be okay. fun. Okay, Isaac. You are you are very good at a lot of games, but you've got to choose your best one. What's your Olympic esport? If it that's also it's also a question of does it get into the Olympics? Is it just assuming that yeah, all no, we're assuming that you play. can play any sport you want. Jay can play that one I'd never heard of that he said no one else plays if he wants. Okay. You you can play any sport you want. It, it's there. Um I would say possibly player unknown's battlegrounds. Okay. Or battlegrounds. Uh oh, I haven't played that still. Oh really? Yeah. It just entered it just uh, left early access. To, like yeah. Yeah, and you're you're really good at that? Like you're you're yeah. your Olympic quality? Yeah. Not okay. I wouldn't say Olympic quality, but I'm. <laughs> it's such a free for all, though. I don't know. Anyway, uh, all right, Kate. Oh, can I change my that... answer to yes. speed run, speed running Mega Man Two? <laughs> yes, because yes, that that is, that is probably the correct. most impressive thing that I can do. Right. Or Rocket League for me. <laughs> all right, all right. So Jay's gonna speed run Mega Man Two. Isaac, you're gonna either do Battlegrounds or Rocket League. Kate, you are a pretty fierce crusher of candy and worder of friends, and you've even slain a Ganondorf or two in your day. Where would you compete? Yeah, I mean, I, I think the games the games that I like to play don't... I, I, I really like Zelda. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, would, I would play Zelda. Which Zelda? Zelda's dope. What was that one for... for The cute one? No, the NES 64... Like... Ocarina of Time? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah, that was my favorite yeah. one, I think. All right, that's, Very good. that's, a, good, that's yeah. a good answer. All right, well, Can I... I... Wait, you, you, you're going to go, right? Yeah, <laughs> okay, I am. Good. I... I mean, like, I pretty consistently suck at all video games, but 
I will throw down with any one of you anytime you want to have a Tetris tournament. Yeah. Oh, yeah. See, Tetris seems like something that would actually fit perfectly in the, right, in the exactly. Olympics if you were going to introduce something. Yeah. And because it doesn't change, really. Yeah. And, and it's been around forever, and people still play. Yeah, so I will throw down for Tetris. I, I will also throw down with any one of you anytime you want to record another episode of Know You're Wrong. Maybe we are wrong about Olympic esports, and you want to tell us just how wrong we are? I mean, I'm not wrong, but it's okay. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> the rest of us, you can tell the rest of us we're wrong. <laughs> if you've got a score you'd like us to settle, hit us up on Twitter at KnowYou'reWrongPod. At our website, KnowYou'reWrongPodcast.com, you'll find links to listen and subscribe to the show on SoundCloud and maybe iTunes someday if they ever approve us, as well as any other podcast app you may use. Our music is by Sugarfunk and me, your old-school analog interlocutor, Kenan. Special thanks to our special guest, Jason Nixon. I cannot, cannot recommend his podcast, Wake Up Sheep People, highly enough. It explores conspiracy theories, where they come from, why they spread, and whether they're true. It is well-researched and well-produced and funny, and we love it, and you will love it. If I may recommend to new listeners, yeah, start on episode or season two, episode one, about Alex Jones and, oh, his, yeah. vitamin and his vitamin supplement empire. Uh, uh, we uh, absolutely, explore. absolutely beat John Oliver to the Alex Jones beat. Like, yes, we did. 100%. And we get more did in. You, did you ever talk about lizard people pose as famous political people? Oh, absolutely. Oh my God, I just listened to that one today. That's season two, episode four. It's so good. That's one of my favorites. Alex Jones is amazing. It's a, such a good show. You can find them at wakeupsheeppeople.com, on iTunes or whatever podcast service you use, on Instagram at wakeupsheeppeople, uh, our Twitter at wakeupsheeppl. Jason, please come back and bicker with us again soon. Yeah, so, anytime. I'm going to get invited to an episode on that show. Right? <laughs> yeah, I, I sure. I just got to make would... sure I, I say this before you know, we do. I would be happy, but you know, Kenan has seen a UFO, so I don't yeah. know, he's beating you right now. I'm sorry, bud. I also want to give a shout out to No Olympics LA, which is fighting to stop the Olympics from coming to Los Angeles in 2028 because the Olympics, with or without esports, is terrible. It's run by an international money laundering cartel, not unlike FIFA, and leaves a trail of financial ruin and crumbling temporary construction projects everywhere it goes. I worked against Mayor Bloomberg's attempt to bring the games to New York. No city should have to host the Olympics, so solidarity to our friends in LA. Really wreck economies. Oh yeah, it's awful. Yeah. Uh, learn more at NoOlympicsLA.com. Uh, Kate and Isaac and I will be back soon to address another quandary of little consequence, assuming we don't smash each other into piles of shiny digital coins between now and then. And for what it's worth, we have an awesome holiday episode planned for you guys. So until then, may all your takes be hot and correct, and we will catch you on the flip side. LED mode with my Mega Man headphones. <laughs> nice. You don't even see the headphones I got on right now. <laughs> Isaac, what kind of headphones do you have? Uh, bigger than Jay's. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh. I didn't know this is a size competition.
All right, Chase. Except one, one bad thing for me is that my cord tangles all the time, so I guess it's a point to you. Yeah, and mine comes unplugged. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, mine just magically tangles, even though it makes no sense. I think mine comes unplugged so you can run around and pretend you're Mega Man without a, a cord <laughs> attached. <laughs> for cosplay purposes. Oh, please tell me you have used them for that purpose. <laughs> yeah, I walk around the house with them. <laughs> It's always Mega Man cosplay in Jason's And I house. like I tease I tease my wife about it. And I, I do it when I when I try to speedrun Mega Man games too. 